0: That line from King David in the first reading, it's better to fall into the hands of God than it is to fall into the hands of men. I'd like to propose it's better to fall into the hands of God than it is to hold our life in our own hands. If we're holding on to everything we think we need, we can't afford the Lord to give us the gifts that He wants to give us. We're holding on to everything we think we need, He can't give us the gifts that He wants to give us. We see that in St. Agatha, right? This young Christian martyr. She found her security in the Lord. She had an eternal perspective, and she found her joy in Him. So she was able to withstand the tortures and ultimately the martyrdom in her own life. We see that all in the readings today as well, right? So in the first reading, David takes a census of the people because David's planning on going out and making war conquer more territory, push out other people that are in his territory that shouldn't be there. And the Lord says, no, you don't go out and do that. He didn't ask the Lord first what was supposed to be done. He was trying to hold his own security in his hands. And the Lord had done these kind of things before, right? He took censuses on the people before, but this time that wasn't the Lord's will. Sometimes even if we're doing things we've done in the past, if it's not the Lord's will at that point in our life, Maybe we're trusting too much in the security that he's provided in the past and not what he wants to give us in the present. St. Agatha has this perspective of heaven, knowing that this life is passing. She's able to withdraw the temptations and the trials of this life because she has her eyes set on heaven. When Jesus goes home, the people in Nazareth don't recognize him. Because they have an idea of what the Messiah is supposed to look like. Or they have an idea of who Jesus is. They knew him as a child. This can't be who the people say he is. I remember all the screw-ups he did as a kid. But the Lord wants to give us his perspective. So that we can recognize what he's actually doing in front of us. Rather than our own preconceived notions of who people are or the way we think things are supposed to be. St. Agatha also shows this this joy, because she knows no matter what this life dishes out, no matter what sufferings are there, no matter what persecutions are there, she knows it's part of her ticket of closer union with God, not only in this life, but for all eternity. And sometimes those healings that the Lord wants to give us, of closer union, closer closer intimacy, uh, come through challenges, things that are difficult. A quick story. I, I'm assigned to our friary in Newark, New Jersey, of all the places a boy from the bayou would end up. I love a beat of beer. I love Turbo Dog. And so before I left for the order, 11, 12 years ago, I sat around with some of my buddies. We had some beers, and I drank some Turbo Dog. Knowing it would be a good maybe two years before I'd get home again, it would taste that Familiar taste of, not my childhood, but my young adult years. I moved up to New Jersey. I was living in our novitiate house. And the novitiate house is, you're basically closed off from the world. There's not a whole lot that goes up there. Not a whole lot that goes on in that house. And they surely don't have any a beat of beer coming through. But lo and behold, about halfway through the year, when I was in total desolation, one of our volunteers walked in with a crate because it was too much for him to carry, of a whole case of Abita beer. And this was before they started marketing nationwide, you know, Abita the brewery out of Abita Springs. He had come down to Louisiana, picked up a case of this stuff, because he thought, I might enjoy it because it was close to my home. Great. Tangible proof of God's love in my life. But as a good novice, we don't drink during the week, only on feast days, which, being a Franciscan, there's a lot of feast days during the week, thanks be to God. And on Sundays, we would have beer as well. So as a good novice, I put it all in the fridge, and I wasn't going to touch it until the proper time. So I hid it, and I put the vegetables all around it to make sure none of the other brothers would see it. The next morning, I walked into the walk-in cooler. The first thing I thought about, even before coffee in the morning, was to make sure my Turbo Dog was okay. I walk in there, I part the vegetables. Thanks be to God, the box hasn't been opened yet. I do that the next morning. I part the vegetables, find it, and the box had been opened. And all the other beers were there. It was a variety pack, but there was two Turbo Dogs in there. One of the Turbo Dogs was missing. I just about had a crisis. I was going to leave religious life. I go in there the next morning. I caught my breath, right? I can't go home over this. The Lord's actually calling me to this. How will I face Him on the day of judgment? Not only I answered for my sinfulness, but the turbo dog incident? No way. So I go in there the next morning, part the vegetables again. Both turbo dogs were gone. I was ready to kill somebody. I found out later it was Father Pio. Father Pio's from Homa. He's in China now, as a missionary in China, pray for Father Pio. He drank the Turbo Dogs. I was ready to kill him. I saw him later that morning, and he responded to me, I left you the Purple Haze. Well, You've got to be joking me. You left me the malt liquor flavored raspberry beer. The moral of the story, at that point in my life, I was ready to kill my own brothers because they drank a 12-ounce beer that I wanted. How shallow and how shriveled up my heart was, and still is in many ways, my heart was the size of a 12-ounce beer rather than being infinitely stretched for this infinite God who loves me dearly to be able to fill me up so that I could live in complete joy and complete peace, knowing His joy, His presence, His security in my own life. And that's often the way the Lord works. When things get difficult, when we struggle, when we wrestle, the Lord's trying to stretch our hearts so that He can give us His security, His peace. His joy, rather than the things we think we need, are the things that are going to make us happy. In fact, for all eternity, we will be as happy as we learn to love in this life. So if we only love people that are easy to love, we're never growing in the virtue of charity. Our hearts are never opening up wider. But if we choose to love, especially the people that are difficult to love, if we choose to infuse love into the actions that we normally do in life our hearts are stretching and our hearts are turning into our Lord's Sacred Heart. The image of the Sacred Heart, right? It's on fire. Fire is difficult. It purifies. It burns. But it gets rid of all the crud so that we can receive His burning love in our life. And we can live in freedom, in joy, security, and happiness that this relationship with the Lord brings to follow the example of St. Agatha, no matter what this life dishes out, it's all right. We're going home. We just have to live in security, knowing the Father's love, to have the perspective that everything points to eternity. It's our decision of what eternity it points to. And to rejoice that we have a Father that loves us, that protects us in heaven, and everything is for our good. Amen.